I cherish my Sleep Number bed, and like all their beds, Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds lets you choose your ideal firmness and support on each side of the bed, your Sleep Number setting. Now with the new responsive air technology, this bed senses your every move and automatically adjusts to you so you stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Did you know that many of us fall asleep faster if our feet are gently warm? The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed can even pre-warm each side of the bed, so it's just right for both of you. Does your bed do that? My Sleep Number setting is 90. My Sleep IQ score was 81 last night. It's time you met the bed that does it all, only at a Sleep Number store. Come in now and enjoy introductory savings of $200 to $500 on the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. There are more than 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Call 1-800-390-9100 or visit sleepnumber.com to find the store near you. And be sure to tell them George Norrie sent you. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Michael Rood is an author, historian, teacher, broadcaster, lifelong student of the Bible, and a most unique biblical chronologist. His dig site, it happens to be the Bible, and his tools are research skills gained from decades of biblical study and the unique experience of living in Israel. Surrounded by authentic yet dismissed historic sites that hold archaeological proof of some of the most fantastic stories in the Bible. Michael Rood on Coast to Coast. Michael, thanks for joining us. Oh, well, it's good to be with you, George. been a long-time fan before I moved to Israel 20 years ago. I used to listen every night, and uh, it's good to be back here in the States now and to be with you. What's going on with Netanyahu, by the way, over there? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, this This is a, a man that uh, Obama tried to overthrow him and tried to get him out of there, and uh, uh, he is one that is uh, is standing up for the rights of Israel, and, uh, and I'm... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to be uh, successful. Yeah, he's uh, he's probably going to survive, and I mean politically, this uh, onslaught. But you know, who knows nowadays? Yeah, it's uh, well, things are things are heating up, and we've been uh, watching for this for now, uh, really uh, about the last seven years, uh, watching for this particular point in time, 2017 in the fall. It uh, it is the uh, the the third jubilee in a series. Really, it's the tenth jubilee in a series uh, that that, uh, that that started back in uh, 1517, and it's also uh, the 70th year from when Israel became a nation in one day, uh, which is uh, the fulfillment of Isaiah's 2,500 year old prophecy. Never never heard of anything before. Uh, nothing's happened like that since. That uh, that is exactly what happened. But Isaiah told us about it. Michael, this date, September 23rd of this year, seems to be coming up a lot from people. What's going on with that date? Well, uh, September 23rd, uh, this is being touted uh, as being the great sign uh, in the book of Revelation, the great sign of Revelation 12, and it is not. this uh, This really is... Uh, a celestial alignment is happening, but it's really left over from the significant biblical date, which is the 21st day of of September, not the 23rd. The 23rd is a nowhere date on the Creator's calendar, but it is the only time this year that the moon appears beneath the feet of the woman. But it regularly does in this season. 
but the Almighty governs the universe according to his calendar, his time clock. And so when we go back to September 21st, that is the day of trumpets, and that is when there is a great sign in the heavens. It is not the great sign in the heavens detailed in Revelation chapter 12. That is what actually transpired on September 9th, 2 BCE, which was also the day of trumpets, and that was uh, the, the preclude to the birth of the Messiah. And and so uh, what what people are are doing, uh, and I see so much of this, George, is just you know with a little bit of knowledge they they take off and they run off with things, and now they've tried to produce this great sign in the heavens on the twenty third. It's not on a biblical date at all, but. We, we take a look at what's happening on September 21st. That is the significant date, and what the stars are saying, and what the ancient astronomers would understand what is happening, that's what's significant. So I'm, I'm kind of on a, on a tirade on some of these things, George, <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm just sick and tired of people just taking a, a verse here, a verse there, a line there, a line there, and concocting an, a, an absolute nonsense scenario with very little knowledge. And, uh, you know, but, but I've spent my whole life in this. This, this. this is why I have such passion for it. Well, and you do, and it sounds that way, too, which, is, uh, which I think is important. The book of Revelation, how important is that with some of the things you've done and the work of prophecy? Well, the book of Revelation is the only book in the Bible personally written by Jesus, Yeshua. And, and I'll use his Hebrew name. It's like, you know, I think everyone uh, understands that, uh, uh, that, that Jesus, you know, that, that name has only been around for you know, less than 500 years at this point. But his Hebrew name, Yeshua, and of course, living in Israel, uh, you know, we know there's never been a person named Jesus born in the land of Israel. His name is Yeshua. And uh, this, the book of Revelation, is the only book personally written by him. And just like Baruch was the scribe of Jeremiah, Timothy was the occasional scribe of Shaul or Paul, it is Yohanan, John, who was the scribe of Yeshua, but he is the one that literally gave this revelation to us so that his servants would know the things that must come to pass in the last days. And so that the book of Revelation isn't understood by most people because it wasn't written to them. This is written to the servants of the Messiah. And if we and you really have to have a command of the Torah, uh, the five books of Moses, the prophets. You have to understand Yeshua's message and to be able to uh, you know bring it right straight into the book of the Revelation because it's the same message. And when you do, when you have an understanding from Genesis one one to Revelation twenty two twenty one, then it makes sense. And so we don't need to pull out a verse and and try to make up uh, you know what the mark of the beast is or what the name of the Antichrist. Christ is, you know, the, these things are, are done by the, the innocent bystanders standing on the outside, not being the servants of the Messiah. And so, you know, what I hope to be able to bring to the table is, you know, from a servant's perspective, this is this has been my life since I was, you know, basically, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, in, in kindergarten. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done my best to, to learn to walk by the Spirit, and, and so it has allowed me to, to, to do things, experience things. And, and as a matter of fact, George, right now, uh, this afternoon, I just got through filming uh, episode number 11 in the Revelation series of the Chronological Gospels. And this is absolutely fascinating. And, and uh, you know, if we had time, uh, I just got back from, uh, from uh, China and uh, in Taiwan, and we took people through 
the book of the Revelation. I did it in an hour and a half, including the translation into Mandarin. And uh, the book of Revelation, to me, is really one of the simplest books in the Bible. It's, it's one of my favorites as well. And, and this is what's detailing what is about to come down uh, not only in the land of Israel, but around the world. And the Hebrew prophets have spoken many details that these things are happening right now. They're getting ready to transpire. The whole thing that's going on with Korea, this, this is all winding up into a very important moment in the history of the human race. I'm very excited to be alive during this time. Are, are we going to get through it? Uh, of course we're going to get through it. You know, this is not the end of the world. Uh, that, that's an English translation of Matthew 24, when the disciples ask him about the end of the world. No, it's the end of the aeon, the end of the age. We are now right on the cusp of the beginning of the end-time messianic age. It has not yet begun, but we are just now, uh, just weeks away, what, what appears to be the beginning of the messianic age. And this is, this is why I'm very excited to be with you at this point in time. Michael, when we talk about the apocalypse, people are questioning the date of the apocalypse. Some people think we're in it now, other people think later. What do you think? Um, well, the apocalypse, uh, that, that is the revealing, apocalypto, and that's what the book of the Revelation is literally, the apocalypto, the, uh, the apocalypse. And it is the revealing, and, and literally what it is the revealing of, as Yeshua came the first time, he came not as the Messiah to be heralded as the Messiah and live happily ever after. He came as the prophet that Moses spoke of, the prophet we must hear and obey. And that is the thing that he repeated more often just over and over and over again. The book of the Revelation is the revealing of him as the Messiah, as the Almighty Judge who will rule over the earth. And so this is really the events that's leading up to him ruling the earth with a rod of iron from the throne of his as uh, Father David, and and that is what the Revelation is all about. So uh, the the apocalypse has taken on a whole different meaning here in the Western Gentile world, in the Christian world. Really, people think of the apocalypse as as uh, you know the the. You know, thermonuclear war, etc. Yeah. Of course, that's part of it. Uh, these are some of the things that are going to transpire. But, uh, you know, no other generation has gotten out of here alive yet, George. But, you know, th this is our opportunity in every generation to do the right thing, to live the right way, to, you know, as Solomon said, wisest man in the world, obey God, keep his commandments. Love God, keep His commandments, that's the whole duty of man. And if we can get through this life actually doing that, because if we love God, we're going to love our fellow man, we're going to do our best we can to make the world better because of the evil that is in the world, the evil men. Because, you know, the Almighty gave us the for, uh, had the foresight to give us free will, and knowing that there would be those who would use that free will to just destroy, to kill, and to maim. But yet, he's given us a free will so that those can step in and help and do something to make this world better. And that's what we're here for. No matter what happens, we've got the responsibility to do the right thing. And this is, this is what the book of Revelation is, uh, is all about. You know, he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that's evil, let him be evil still. You're not going to change the, the whole world, but 
you may be able to change one person at a time, starting with yourself. Who's the Antichrist? Is that person around right now? Oh, I am absolutely sure that he's around right now. Uh, You know, but who he is, I really don't care. The reason being is that it says that the man of sin will be uh, apocalypto. This is uh, Thessalonians, Second uh, Thessalonians, chapter two, which means uh, suddenly revealed. And so, until he is suddenly re- revealed, as if there is a cover over him, and then the cover is taken off. Until that happens, I don't believe that we're going to know. I, I, I really don't think that that is of not of much interest to me. I think when this thing goes down. When the abomination of desolation, spoken by the prophet Daniel, spoken by Yeshua, uh, spoken of in the book of Maccabees, which unfortunately was taken out of the King James Version of the Bible in 1825 by the American Bible Society, you know, uh, if we don't understand that, then we will not understand what is going on with the end-time abomination of desolation, the revealing of the man of sin, who is the Antichrist. So he will be revealed, but... And I believe he's alive now. I'm, I'm very, very confident with where we are in the course of human history that he is alive now, and when, uh, when certain things take place, he will be revealed. Does he know that he's the Antichrist? Uh, you know, this, this is something that the Scripture doesn't speak of, and so, you know, we, we could speculate. I, I don't believe that uh, the person would know that. We, we do see in Revelation 12 that there is going to be a great war in heaven that happens uh, 1,260 days, a time, time and a half at a time, three and a half years, 42 months. It gives the, these different parameters in Daniel and Revelation so that we can't miss it. But that is when uh, Satan, who is the accuser of the brethren, is literally cast down. His, his ability to go before the throne and accuse the brethren is going to be terminated. He is cast out of the earth. He knows he has but a short time. And that is when he goes to make war with a woman. This is the, the remnant of Israel, and it is all hell breaks loose. That's when he inhabits the man of sin completely. And and when that transpires, I, I think there could be a number of, uh, of people uh, that, that I've seen on the political scene that would very well fit the, the position of the Antichrist. They would just need absolute power and authority from Satan inhabiting them uh, to make this come to pass. But, I mean, there are some just some evil people, and, and uh, sure unfortunately uh, the American voters kept one of them uh, from being elected as president recently. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.